I was born again in 1975 when I was about 38 years old. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Joan, you know these mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes. Those were sins. And I said, sins? Oh, I thought they were mistakes. And I was born again at that second. I had been baptized in water when I was 15, when went forward at a Church of Christ. I didn't want to go to hell. So I went forward to church and was baptized in water. But I wasn't born again. I didn't have the Spirit of God. My life didn't change one bit after I was baptized in water. I continued to pursue my own ambitions. During that period of time, just as I was born again, my best friend was raised a Baptist. She had married a man whose wife died, and he had three young children that he was left to raise. He went to church and was looking for a woman potentially to marry. He went to church at this, uh, in this independent church, and he um, picked out two women that he wanted to possibly marry, and he married Donna, who was my best friend. They married before I met her. But anyway, they married, and she set about to raise his three children. She was a concert pianist, a genuine concert pianist. She had been a Fulbright scholar in Italy. She was a child prodigy on piano. I was at her house one day, and I noticed some very unusual silver pitchers and silver bowls. I'd never seen anything like it. And I said to her, Donna, I've never seen anything like these. And she said, well, I'm going to tell you that I was married before I met Hal. I, married, I was a Fulbright scholar in Italy, and I met a young Italian man and married him. She said, I had to go into the Catholic Church and be trained to be a Catholic before I could be married to him. He was an heir of the Del Monte canning factory people. And they gave me this silver when I married him. They moved to the United States, and I think they moved to New Orleans. And he left her. He divorced her. She was, after that, teaching first grade and went to this Bible church and started dating Hal and married him. She didn't tell anyone she was divorced. She and Hal began dating. There were two women that he was interested in dating. Donna was one of them. She didn't tell him she had been divorced. I don't know at which point she told him she'd been divorced. I think she told him before they married. But I said to Hal one day, Hal, if you had known Donna was divorced, would you have dated her? Because I knew he'd picked out two women to date at the church. And he thought about it. And he said, no, I don't believe I would have. Back in those days, 
Some of the churches were still teaching against marrying a divorced woman. And Hal had been in one of those churches, apparently, that was teaching that. He said, no, if I'd known she was divorced, I don't think I would have dated her. And therefore, he wouldn't have married her. But by the time they had dated a while, he fell in love with her. And even if he knew the scriptures that a man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery, even if Hal did know that, he went ahead and married her, denying the scriptures. Matthew chapter 5, verse 32. Jesus says, But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, divorce his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. If she remarries, she will commit adultery, and he will be the cause of her adultery for divorcing the faithful wife. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. So in this one verse of scripture, Jesus is saying to the men, do not divorce your wife if she has been faithful to you. Because if you do divorce her, she will likely go out and marry again. And when she does that, she will commit adultery. But you will be the cause of her adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. At one point in time, I heard it taught at a church that if a woman had a husband who was committing fornication, she could divorce him and remarry. The problem is you have to compare Scripture with Scripture. Now let's look at what Paul says is a commandment of the Lord. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 10 and 11. And unto the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord. Paul is making this very clear to the New Testament church that this is not his own idea. This is a commandment of the Lord for the New Testament church. Let not the wife depart from her husband, but and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. And let not the husband put away his wife. At the end of this chapter, Paul says another strong statement. Verse 39, the wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will only in the Lord. The wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. Some churches will teach, we don't go by the law in the New Testament church. That is totally wrong. We do not go by the law of Moses in the New Testament church where you sacrifice animals for your sins. But we do go by the law of God in the New Testament church. In the New Testament Bible, we find many laws of God throughout the New Testament Bible. 
In Romans chapter 7, verses 1 through 3, Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he liveth? For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. You have to compare Scripture with Scripture. Verse 15, Paul says, Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them a members of an harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two saith he shall be one flesh. Paul is saying, even if you have sex with a prostitute, you become one body with that prostitute. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. In the Bible, they didn't have wedding ceremonies. How'd they get married? When uh, the servant of Abraham brought Rebekah back to be Isaac's wife, Isaac went out to meet her, took her into his tent. They had sex. They became one, one flesh. They became husband and wife. You don't have any examples anywhere in the Bible of actual wedding ceremonies, although Jesus' first miracle was turning water into wine at a wedding. Though we don't have any example of the words of a wedding ceremony. But at the time of sexual intercourse, the two become one flesh, even if you have sex with a prostitute. Now we read Mark chapter 10, where it says the two will be one flesh. Starting at verse 2, the Pharisees came to Jesus and asked him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife, divorce his wife, tempting Jesus? And he answered and said unto them, What did Moses command you? And they said, Moses suffered to write a bill of divorcement and put her away. And Jesus answered and said unto them, For the hardness of your heart, he wrote this precept. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and they twain shall be one flesh. So then they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. And in the house his disciples ask him again of the same matter. And he saith unto them, Jesus says to them, Whosoever shall put away his wife, 
and marry another, committeth adultery against her. And if a woman shall put away her husband and be married to another, she committeth adultery. You would have to take every one of these scriptures and compare scripture with scripture. Also, you have to have a good heart. You need to go to God, asking him to create in you a new heart, a clean heart, and renew a right spirit within you, as David prayed in Psalm 51. Praying for God to cleanse you, to help you, and praying for God to give you understanding. And you have to be willing to go whichever way God shows you is truth. And then you compare all of these scriptures one with the other. And if you are willing to go by the Bible, I believe God will reveal the truth to you. Now, if you're not willing to go to the Bible, by the Bible, why are we doing this anyway? Just do what you want to do. We had a woman in our church group who, before she was born again, she had sex with a young man at 17. She had signed a pledge at the Baptist church not to have sex outside of marriage, but she did. She became pregnant. She married the man. She had two children by him, and then they divorced. Then she wanted to remarry, and she met a man that she wanted to marry. So they went to a pastor, and she asked him if she could remarry as a divorced woman. And the pastor said, well, my sister was divorced and remarried. I don't see anything wrong with it. So she went out and married this man. Later, she was born again, and she read all the scriptures that I've just read to you. She read all of them, and she agreed she had committed adultery. And she did tell other people she ended up committing adultery in ignorance and she warned him by these scriptures. But she was very bitter against this pastor. And when she told me this story that he had told her that, they, that she could remarry, and then she found that she had committed adultery by remarrying, she was so angry with this pastor and bitter. The Holy Spirit said to me, Well, weren't? They already committing fornication before she went to the pastor to ask if she could remarry? So I said to her, weren't you and Edward already committing fornication? Weren't you already having sex with Edward before you went to that pastor to ask him if you could remarry? She grew very, very silent. And then she said, yes. It's a moot point. If you're already committing fornication, what good does it go at to ask a pastor if you as a divorced woman can remarry? See, if you're not willing to go by the Bible, you don't need to be even listening to this podcast. The only reason anybody would listen to this podcast, hopefully, is that they were willing to go by the Bible. So you have to have a good heart. 
You have to have a heart that is willing to do the will of God. That's step number one. Then you take all the scriptures and you pray for God to give you wisdom and show you the truth if you're willing to see, see the truth. There are multitudes of people who are not willing to see the truth of the Bible. Multitudes of people in churches who are not willing to see the truth of the Bible. Are you one of them? If you are willing to see the truth, go to God in prayer and go over all of these scriptures and let him show you the truth. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.